This podcast contains some magical adult language. Listener discretion is advised. And sorry, Mom. Welcome to Rat Castle, a progressive chat about Disney magic without the pixie dust. I'm Nathan, and with me today are Dave. Hello. Sarah. Hi. And Janine. Hello. Victoria couldn't be with us today, uh, but she um, offers us the best. She really wanted to be here today because we have a lot of crazy stuff to talk about today. But before we get into <laughs> the the big, big tea, uh, we will certainly, of course, talk about the Don't Say Gay Bill fiasco today. Um, but we're going to start with theme parks. And Sarah, you have two things for us to begin. Uh, so we're starting off with a little aperitif, a little something simple. Something light. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the Star Cruiser, that officially has opened up to guests um, over the past week. Um, I have been seeing a lot of cool things about it. I'm honestly pleasantly surprised. Um, mm. So like, what are your guys' thoughts on it so far? I, uh, I, I mean, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I actually thought Len Testa's review was really good and what's mm-hmm. interesting i think most most interesting about his review is he reviewed the quality of it standalone yeah. and people mm-hmm. kept asking is it worth it is it worth it and he's like stay tuned i have a whole other piece on that which is i think the fair way to do it right yeah, yeah. um um but ultimately for most people it'll come down to whether it's worth it but it's also like you know the, i think the people that were complaining that it's a hotel are missing the point that it's this theatrical experience that you're paying for and that's what Len's review really solidified for me was, oh, okay, if you lean into this, if you go into this wanting to lean in, I have a feeling you'll like it whether or not you love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. If you want to go and just sit in the bar and drink and read sports scores on your phone, don't go and don't spend right. the money, you know? I was going to say, I saw some people already who are creating characters. They're like land speeder used, used land speeder salesmen. And they have like business cards and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. I, so I've seen comparisons to it being just like a live action video game yeah. with like different narratives that you can run down and like you can't see and do everything in it, which is really interesting. Yeah, it sounds exhausting. Yeah, it sounds exhausting. <laughs> I, that's what I've said since the beginning is I wish there was a uh, a review for introverts about the experience. Yeah. Because my yeah, favorite thing... Yeah. My favorite thing so far has been the um, – was it the climate simulator, which is just a, a place that you can go outside. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I was I like, like that. the climate simulator, yeah. I looked it's at pretty. it and it's I went – It's a pretty garden. I yeah. didn't get to see that. I need to look that up. It's pretty. It has fl- like plants and stuff. And I thought, I want to read in this space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pay $6,000 to read in yeah. a garden. Yeah. 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 If, if, you're, if you're an introvert who's got six grand laying around, you have much better places to – enjoy your introduction <laughs> yeah it's already so niche but then like it even makes it even more niche because you have to find like the ex- the extrovert the extroverted people sorry, yeah. in that community so it's like already like who has six thousand dollars and is extroverted and likes star wars right and is willing to come back i feel like for me that's the big thing like how long yeah. is this going to last especially at this price point yeah like i give it five years before the price drops yeah, I do too. And 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 it's not particularly repeatable yet. Maybe right. they'll add more content to it later, right? Um, but like I always go back to the engagement pyramid that we use in the industry, waiters, swimmers, and divers, right? And and like you have to do- design things for the people who are waiters who are just dipping their toe in. And judging by Lens review, I there was more for waiters than I thought there would yeah. be. Like you mm-hmm. don't have to you don't have to lean in so much that you're like a LARPing nerd. If you are a LARPing nerd, you will get a lot out of it I, I had a friend do it and we had a long phone call and so um it, it, and they leaned in like crazy and they loved it um but they were with someone who was you know moderate fan and a bit of an introvert and there were still things for them to do so yeah. it, it, it i was very surprised by that i thought it would all be like exhausting and like you know i hate being in a show in a theme park and being called you know picked out of the audience without asking yeah. oh my i want to strangle That's performers the when they do that yeah. but yeah. it's the worst but like if but if i but if i'm going in with that mindset great yeah i'm i'm down right there's shows that i've gone to that are like that i love the rodian costume i think that's a super super impressive costume yeah 
Um, I like the articulation and things of that nature for that yeah. costume. I don't know. Some of it works for me. I, the captain looks a little Star Trekky for me, weirdly. I think she <laughs> literally looks like Janeway a little bit, um, like a blue Janeway. Um, yeah, she looks like Mystique. Is that her name, Mystique? From yeah, like Mystique. The, yeah, that's what she. Especially with the contacts and the skin, I was like, this. I feel like I've seen this character before. Yeah. Um, and I think it's strange to watch Ray and Kylo Ren fight and just sort of stand there and be like, yeah, like there was just, it was weird to watch videos of the, the fight happening and people sort of like cheering and yeah. stuff. And you're like, there's all this immersion. And then it becomes a stunt show weirdly for like it, five minutes, but it is what it is. Sure. But, but again, I, the people judging that based on just watching a video on oh, sure. shot with a cell phone or GoPro and only seeing that, not in the context of staying there and immersing yourself in it. Yeah. I think that's hard to. Oh, you know, like I saw a lot of people complaining about um, the the point when Ray uses the cool lightsaber that lights up, and then she has to <laughs> put it down and grab it. Yeah. And people are like, oh, that's so so dumb. And I'm like, it's they're literally a month or two in. Like, yeah. let, it's going to take a while for them. This is live performance, people. That's going to like I give them a huge pass for that. And people are like they should have been rehearsing for months. And I'm like, they have. Trust me. But but. Like, you know, I think that that it really is an experience that I'm not going to be able to really evaluate unless I'm willing to pony up the dough or work says, here you go and pays for it. You know, those of you who can't see, he definitely has his fingers crossed uh, under the camera for that one. Um, Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, though, we did talk about it and it's not in the budget this year, but I I made it very clear. I was like, (laughs) okay, if I go, I'm not going with y'all because these are. There are some, I love my coworkers, but right. some of them are a little jaded and cynical and they like to pick apart things as you're experiencing it. Yeah. And I'm oh, like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 if we're going to pay the money for this, I'm going yeah. and I'm, and I, when I, when I show, when I show up, I'm going to show up. Like, yeah. Costumes and, and everything. Yeah. You got to convince them yeah. this is the future of themed entertainment before it, it isn't the future of themed entertainment. That's how you get in. <laughs> Well, anyway, there are things uh, we should say that while Star Cruiser has launched, there are things on hold. Sarah, tell us a little bit about yeah, those things on so, hold. Yeah, um, so Avengers Campus, the Quinjet attraction is on hold. Um, never really thought it was going to happen. And also <laughs> the Epcot Mary Poppins attraction is also on hold. Kind of thought it would happen. Surprised that it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so will it ever return? We don't know. Uh, I, don't, I really don't know about this one. I feel like when it comes to Avengers Campus, I hate the fact that they are opening it up in phases. I wish it was yeah. just complete before they gave it to us because it's yeah. just like walking into it right now, I passed through it. Like there's nothing for me in Avengers Campus. Like yeah. the Spider-Man ride, I've already done it. I'm not I don't want to pay the $12 every time the line is long. It gets a little bit boring, the arms are tired. <laughs> um, yeah. So like yeah, I just I feel like Avengers Campus really needed that Quinjet attraction, so it's weird to be like, we have an e-ticket and that e-ticket has been here like for decades at this point. It's just themed yeah. differently. If, if that had, if that had opened with Avengers campus, it would have been kind of a interesting home run. Yeah, exactly. Um, even though, you know, the exterior of the building is problematic and weird, but like right. I give it a huge pass because the actual ride experience is so, I, yeah, I'm in fine. the minority here. I think it's way better. It's a better use of that no, ride system for me. Yeah. I really um, like it. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I love well, the Tower of Terror and yeah. it's like I would be absolutely crushed if they got rid of it in Hollywood Studios, but I love the yeah. uh, Avengers, not Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. The the chatter I saw was people complaining like, well they're finishing Mickey and Minnie's and Tron and they have all this other stuff going. Yeah. And, well, and it's like that's not how this works though, guys. Like these are greenlit based on capital expenditure. Yeah. And certain capital budgets were approved pre-2020 and Avengers Campus is one that got cut back and they decided to phase a long time ago. So this is not like new news that it's not going to happen. And it's the writing on the wall is that they're probably in in Disney and Universal, Epic notwithstanding, Mm -hmm. there's probably not going to be a lot of huge capital projects for at least another three years because they they just, they can't, right? So, and that's the way money works, unfortunately. (laughs) So it's not a... It's, you know, this, I always tell people this business is not built on, hey, wouldn't it be cool? Let's put together a theme park or a ride. Yeah. No, there's like, <laughs> it's a Judy Garland like, movie. They're, they're exactly right. It's not. And like, I get this all the time about the Warner Brothers Park in Abu Dhabi. People say, why don't we build that here? Why don't they build it in a cold climate like Canada or the, you know, Midwest or something? And it's like, because it, 
it will first of all it's going to cost a lot more to build here secondly there's not a market for it there's no feasibility study that will support that thing paying for itself within 10 years it's yeah michigan lacks oil barons um <laughs> and slave labor yeah and yeah that too yeah that's that, yeah. that yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like at the frustration comes in where it's like when things are opening up in phases, like we had, especially in like DCA, we had Pixar Pier open up in phases and there wasn't really much yeah. there, like even though Pixar Pier is beautiful, but like they didn't really give us anything new. But and then when it came to uh, Galaxy's Edge, that also opened up in phases. So it's kind of like we just want it. It might take longer, but I just rather have yeah. a finished product all the like all the way through. When's the last time we had a full reveal Pandora? Pandora. Pandora. Mm. If, you, if you're talking about East Coast, Pandora, for sure. That's so different. See, that's the thing is I, I agree because you always get sort of, I don't know, let's call them lukewarm reviews because people are like, we don't know. We're still yeah. waiting for the whole picture. And then like by the time you get the whole picture, it's sort of hard to gauge. Yeah. I don't know. I don't it's like tough. it either. It's weird. Well, and we talked about concept art last episode, and it's the same thing. It's like a whole – that's like the first part of it. It's like mm-hmm. not only do they give concept <laughs> art that doesn't explain really what it is or it over promises, and then they do it in phases. And so it's like – yeah, it's a weird process. I don't think it's good for marketing, but that's just me. Especially if you're bringing in a whole new land with like a really yeah. beloved IP, and then you just kind of give us like one ride and a shawarma. I yeah. think what they do is they try to like <laughs> spread it out. So like the new attraction opens, so they get a surge of people coming right. to see the new attraction, and they're yeah. like sort of spacing out the launches. And truthfully, all theme parks, even new construction, are built in phases. I yeah. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if Epic uh, has every land, but not every attraction at opening. Who knows? But that all relates to again, new construction parks have a whole different kind of feasibility study of. What is your what is your design day? They call it. It's yeah. not just ride capacity, but there's all this math that goes into figuring these numbers out. So it isn't just somebody deciding, well, let's not build it now. It's not that at all. It, there's yeah. a lot going on behind the scenes. Yeah. I'm not saying that's right. I, I would love to see that ride too. And I've heard rumors of what it is. And so it it should be fun. And and I agree from a content perspective, it needs it because yeah. the, what's there is like eh, it's fine it really needs the Avengers to be the Avengers campus. And then, yeah. you know, like, I don't want to break my neck looking at a building just to see like, I don't know, Scarlett <laughs> Johansson's character just like kicks some ass. But, but what are your guys' thoughts on like Mary Poppins and like that whole attraction on like the East coast? Uh, I was really excited uh, about the, uh, the Mary Poppins land. That area is not used that much. Um, the pavilion's very popular, um, Janine and I were just there uh, drinking Pim's cup, and it was it was a great time. Um, but at the same time, that back end, once they got rid of the cover band that was back there due to COVID, it's just sort of empty. And so this would have been a nice filler um, for that. I love Mary Poppins. I love the idea of having lamplighters dance about. I love the idea of having the cannon go off every so often and and have i don't know it'd be great to have certain things shake or whatever um that would be a blast um i i the thing is is once covid hit this was the thing they took off of the epcot experience like it was like the first thing so we've seen this kind of coming for a long time i really don't think this one's coming back i i think we had some mary poppins push there for a little bit and and a little bit of like momentum uh, after the second film, and I, I don't know. I don't know. Their their eyes are going to be looking on to other things. I fear. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, we'll, I loved, we'll loved, loved, loved the sequel. I know it's yeah. divisive to some fans. No, I, but I it adore it. I listen. I listen to that soundtrack all the time. But um, it was going to be just like a flat ride in a box, right? Yeah. There was not. It was not a big deal. Like, is it, if people haven't seen, look up online. Uh, Google Tony Baxter Jolly Holiday, and there mm-hmm. is this concept that they did. That was so smart. It looked like a carousel from the outside, right? The horses going around. But in reality, it was like the ride vehicles in, in Dreamfinder or in, yeah. in Imagination where you were on a horse and then it went, as it went around the corner, it went off on a track and you went through the world of Mary Poppins riding on this carousel horse that suspended from the ceiling like the Peter Pan That's vehicles. Cool. It was it was nuts. It was really, I mean, first of all, ADA and, and ride yeah. vehicle, they have to figure yeah. out how to make that work. But 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 from a, as a concept of like, matching the outside of the land 
perfectly would have been great but inside yeah. is this really cool dark ride oh i love i've always i've tried to steal that and put it in other things that aren't mary poppins because <laughs> i love that idea so much i love seeing ride vehicles from the outside like i love mm-hmm. the, the 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 1983 Fantasyland rides for that reason like seeing them go by and seeing the load station i think there's there's not enough of that lately yeah i agree world of motion had a great view yeah. of the cars from the outside um and it yep. just there's something about seeing it as a tactile experience for the eyes. Uh, yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, uh-uh. yeah. We'll see if it comes back. I want it to, but they have, Unlikely. there's so much, yeah, there's so much stuff going on. I mean, they're already, they're still talking about another pavilion. I don't think that's going to happen for forever, but there's more probably juice under an idea like that than, you know, and frankly, I don't want a crappy Mary Poppins ride. So yeah. if it's really just going to be a crappy spinner then forget about it i'd rather just have nothing oh and i'm and i'm and i'm wrong i'm wrong i'm looking at the i'm looking it up and it the jolly holiday ride was actually like little mini carousels that floated on water and went outside the it was like wow. a water ride oh, the thing wow. i'm thinking of I, I i don't know where i saw that ride I, no oh, i've heard what? that too yeah i think it was like an imaginations competition entry or something that somebody did or um yeah or a spec i don't know where i saw it somebody's gonna yell at me online for not for being wrong but like so there's two great examples of how that ip could have been really great so i'm with you um nathan that like i don't want to i don't want a carousel in a box with projections and light like that's a cute idea but that's a opening year attraction not a new attraction could you imagine an 80 uh compliant horse though you have to have this back thing that comes up like 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 the benches you know (laughs) yeah you have like yeah it would be an alternate vehicle it would be like a little seated thing like yeah (laughs) yeah oh man but because mary as we said mary poppins went away um uh, not only before it went away, it disappeared at the Epcot Experience, which is also closing. Uh, if you're listening to this, the day it was released, it closes today. So run over there very quickly so you can experience a thing that kind of promises something, kind of. Did we even walk into that when we were there? No. No, we skipped it. I think it's one of those things that you walk in one time and you mm-hmm. say, oh, this is kind of neat. And then 30 seconds later to maybe three minutes, if you're being generous, you, you bounce. For those who don't know, the Epcot experience was a sort of a very much a projection-based uh, preview concept center. Art? Yeah. Yeah. Concept art and different stuff about all the things they were going to do uh, at Epcot. And after its release, just slowly, uh, it, they've just kept pulling stuff off of <laughs> just the whittling away. projection. They're like, well, we don't really... <laughs> I don't think we're going to do this uh, large two-story thing. And uh, I'm not sure about this Mary Poppins thing. And the, and the thing is, it's lit up on like a kind of a map. And it's really cool. It's a cool design. It's a it's, topographic map. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. But it was funny to watch that stuff just slowly slide away. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's cool. I it, I love I love that space. Um, I love when they do stuff with it. Yeah, I'm happy for them to make room. Yeah, it took up a lot of space and there was less chairs and stuff. They used to use it for sort of festival merch. And I think that's a great place for it. Yeah. Um, and They would have art yeah. displays and stuff there sometimes too, which yeah. was always nice. And it was just like a nice place to go to get out of the heat for a minute mm-hmm. and just rest for a little bit. Every park needs a nap ride, right? Like yeah. I, Why theme parks don't have those little capsule hotels like they do in Japan? Where <laughs> yeah, can, totally. 100%. Crawl in for half an hour and take You know what? I Okay, this is pro tip. Um, I will go to the the the, the uh, um, uh, uh, first aid, especially at DCA, which is a beautiful first aid wing because it's brand new, right? Relatively, and I just go in and say I have a migraine, and they let you sit and lie down and have a glass of juice, and they turn the lights out and they turn the, the air conditioning up and let you sit in the cold, and they're like, stay as long as you want, and I was like, That's okay, awesome. I am doing this again. And I actually had a migraine. I actually had a migraine. So, but <laughs> pro tip. Yeah, I was thinking when when you were just saying that about the uh, baby care center and when I was still nursing my son, it was so you felt like you have this little backstage pass to this wonderland where like there's a nice quiet room with rocking chairs and you can sit in it as long as you want. It's dark. Oh, it was great. And that brings up a good point we were talking about when it came to Peppa Pig, which is having these spaces for. Uh, even kids uh, on the spectrum who need it. And Disney has yet to do that. Um, yeah. And it would be nice 
I mean, those those centers are already available and probably expandable a little bit. So yeah. maybe we'll see something along those lines in the near future. That would be nice. But well, Judge Doom, of course, has also gotten his way. Uh, we have seen Disneyland's Toontown close. It has been dipped for a reimagining. Uh, any yep. thoughts from y'all about uh, uh, Toontown? I have vague memories. I've only been to Disneyland a couple times. I loved it. I wish it had been over here. Um, but yeah. thoughts? Toontown. I think I loved Toontown, and then it, it all the the interactive stuff is really great. And and it it is and when it's when it was at its height, at its peak, and everything worked, it was really awesome. But then it just over the years, it just got a little rough on the edges, and they couldn't keep up with things. So I think a lot of this is how do we get back that sort of playtime interactive magic that this place used to have and add some new stuff of that. And they're getting rid of stuff that, that wasn't really working. Like Goofy's bounce house is kind of a waste of space because it used to be a bounce house until people started, you know, spraining things or whatever. Um, <laughs> ch the chip and the Chippendale ball crawl was really low capacity and filled with, you know, pee. So it, <laughs> it, it, so it, it's partially that it's like, how do we keep what works, which is cartoon spin and Donald Duck and a, a gadgets go coaster is staying. I'm pretty sure. Rethemed, um, but staying. We've rethemed, right. Rethemed, but staying. Mickey's house is awesome. And the meet and greets and Minnie's house is great. So none of that's, but it's also about like, let's make the pathways bigger. Let's, we have to create a new entry for the, for runaway railway. So I'm excited to see it. Um, none of the talent that was part of that original uh, is there anymore. So I'll be yeah. very interested to see what the new take on it is, but because the designs of it, if you ever look up Don Carson's drawings of the concepts for Toontown are some of my favorite Disney art ever. It's why I hired him to do all the aliens of men in black, little humble brag there, but he's amazing. <laughs> and his, and his stuff is so fun. And, uh, uh, and, and, and it, and it actually like came to life. Like you look at his drawings and go, yeah, that's that that's concept art that actually delivered what it promised. <laughs> yeah. right? It does happen. Yeah, I'm gonna miss like Toontown the way that it was, but I'm I'm genuinely excited to see like more kid friendly areas of the Agreed. park because yeah. like I think that while Disneyland, I feel like Disneyland is definitely catering catering more to the Disney adult like Orange County crowd that goes there and yeah. just like, has a good time and drinks. Um, there's not really a lot of places where like little kids can just like run and like have a good time and like be like in quote unquote nature. When I took my son to Toontown, it, it was just like setting him loose and watching him be like yeah. a kid in a candy shop. Like he's in that world and you see him enter that world and he's so excited that he gets to interact with these things and it's open ended and like, yeah, there's not a whole lot of open ended imagination at Disney. Yeah. you know and that's the thing people forget like families with young kids like they're gonna do maybe the carousel if they're like you know yeah. four five six years old and and maybe dumbo if they're not scared of heights and it's like <laughs> there needs to be more of this like little stuff for little 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 littles right like taller yeah. areas where they could just like interact like you said and just like have a good time and be able I to i mean like, my nine-year-old still loves that stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> i still, Heck, love, I that still love that stuff yeah I was gonna yeah, say. yeah. <laughs> But it just—I I definitely am excited. If they get—if they get rid of the power, the power company door that shocks you up, heads will roll. Like that's yeah. my favorite gag in it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. great. Yep, it's a great gag. That in the the cage with the bars—that's—that's that's a classic yep. photo. Yeah, you gotta have it. Yep. For me, I when when they were saying they were going to redo stuff, I was concerned about Roger Rabbit, and that's not seeming to be a problem. So I'm fine with whatever they kind of want to do. Um, which is is you know it I. It, go for it i get if you're gonna have a bunch of stuff that's very physical like it's a lot of touching things for kids it's gonna need a lot of love and maintenance and yeah. as we've all said it hasn't exactly gotten that uh in a while which is it's super like faded by the sun over there yes that's also yeah. the thing when everything is painted bright colors it, after a while it uh you know it's no it california's no florida sun i'll give it that but it's a it's a, sun nonetheless. <laughs> it's a sun nonetheless well let us get into our, which most will assuredly be our main topic tonight, um, which is, of course, is the, uh, what I'm going to just call the Disney um, Don't Say Gay Bill fiasco. Um, it is a wild timeline that I've tried to put together for uh, us to sort of kind of get through. Um, but I think I would start by just talking a little bit about what the bill is itself. If people yeah. don't know real quick, Great. Dave, would you by any chance, uh, would you kind of run us through that bill very quickly? Well, I mean the, uh, um, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions about it. 
um, people say, oh, it's not asking people not to say gay. And it's like, we know that it's worse than that, really. <laughs> yeah. um, that, that That's just the name it's been dubbed because it's, it's dumb. Um, but it, it, it basically says that um, uh, it, 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 it says that if it's on the surface, it says it's about protecting uh, younger age children, kin- kindergarten age children from um, sex, sex education, right? And if you wanted to do that and say, let's not teach kindergartners about human sexuality, uh, okay, make it about that, because they didn't. What they said was it, 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 any mention of um, gen- uh, gender or sexual, sexual orientation, orientation at all, right. yeah. a- at all, it, it like someone can sue the school. If, and And the problem is, it, it's fuzzy where it says age appropriate. It's like, unless it's age appropriate, but the bill does nothing to establish what age appropriate means, which means yeah. it's up to the, um, the, the parents who want to sue right. to find that line. And, and yeah. you can bet because of that open-endedness, people are going to be out for blood. Yeah. Because it's intentionally vague. It's another Florida neo-fascist bill in the sense that it's, it, it's vague enough to allow anyone who's crazy enough to want to sue on these things to create what they want to do is keep pushing these things towards the Supreme Court. And they this kind of they're, they're creating scenarios so they can keep these conversations happening that have frankly already been determined by the majority of the population. Um, yeah, but you're right. They're going to they're, this is one of those bills. So is it but it's like from what I've seen, it's like between kindergarten to third grade, you can't talk about or age appropriate. Yeah, just like just age appropriate. It says specifically kindergarten to three, no instruction yeah. that is surrounding sexual orientation or gender identity, right. or at, like instruction that's not age appropriate. So it could and, be high school if they think that it's not appropriate for right. high schoolers. Right. Who determines that? My, my a friend of mine on Twitter, um, uh, Jay Palmer Dubs is what he goes by. Had a really great thread where he's like, "Let me take a shot at the don't say gay bill." Little Timmy goes to first grade and mentions something about going to the zoo with his mommies last weekend. Little Susie innocently asks, you can't have two mommies. You have to have a mommy and a daddy. So what does the teacher do in that situation that doesn't run afoul of a law that prohibits, quote, classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity? They could say style, I guess, but kids look to their teachers for guidance with questions. They could say, we don't talk about mommies and daddies in class, but that's kind of ridiculous. They could tell Timmy that he can't talk, talk about his mommies. Then Timmy goes home upset and confused. His first taste of prejudice. Right. Either way, Susie goes home and says, how come Timmy has mommies and no daddy? And her parents are, let us say, supportive of the law. So they file a complaint. How does that turn out? I don't know. But there's it's a lot of heartache and anger and time and money. And for what? To keep Timmy from saying he has mommies in first grade. But even more than that, this is a law rooted in prejudice. It's not about parents' rights because the rights of Timmy's mommies are definitely not being protected. Any law rooted in prejudice must be fought. So, and again, it's, it's, the, which I just thought that was a great thread to show the worst case example. And people are like, mm-hmm. oh, you're hand wringing. It's not, that's not going to happen. I'm like, you my boyfriend's totally mom is a, is a second grade teacher. And she's like, well, I know all these books that I've, you know, that are just like books that happen to have a family with two parents of the same gender. Like, yeah. nope. Those those books aren't getting read anymore. Like it's wild because sexual orientation doesn't mean gay. Straight no. is a sexual orientation, and so a, a book with a mommy and a daddy is technically instruction on sexual orientation. Right. But they're, they're not right, very sued. specific. It's coded. Like it's, it's very coded. specific on what yeah. they're like targeting. So they're not yeah. talking about yeah. that sexual orientation. And they've been very clear. Uh, if you if you see these individual. Represent, uh, representatives or people who approved this bill that this is about they talk about transgender uh rising kids and grooming and all the stuff that has nothing to do bullshit. yeah has nothing yeah. to do with Makes the actual so angry but it also shines a light on exactly what they are intending um, yeah, they're very bad at hiding their evil right around here in Florida. Well, and 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 human sexuality doesn't mean sex. Like no. they this this boogeyman of we are teaching you know anal sex to four year olds. It's like well nowhere is that happening. First of all, right. and the people saying children shouldn't learn about sexuality while they're also watching Cinderella with their kids and reading books about families with a mom and a dad and buying Barbie and Ken dolls. Like that's 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 the same thing like yeah. it, it literally it's is the same thing just straight homophobia that 
straight couples are normal and anything that two gay people can do the exact same behaviors as a straight couple would be perfectly acceptable. But by the nature of the fact that they're two people of the same gender, it's considered perverse and that can't be allowed. And it's the exact same thing, but just by that nature, it's just straight homophobia that it's right. Like young children shouldn't learn about sexuality, but we hear, you know, moms talk incessantly about how cute it is that their baby is flirting with the man she meets because Mm -hmm. she smiles at them. Or like whenever your toddler plays with a toddler down the street, that's his little girlfriend. Isn't that cute? Yeah. That is the same fucking thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just really heartbreaking to see that we're having these like discussions and I just, I just really don't get like the point of it because like children are already learning about this stuff. They're opening up like, just going on TikTok, like you'll come across something like that. So it's not like if right. they're really hiding anything from these children. It's just not giving them the ability to go in to schools and have it be a discussion in a right. safe environment. Because if a kid wants to learn about this, they're going to go figure it out. They're going to go find it. And, it's and like, they still will. And they still will. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, why not just be able to have these discussions, whether it be about sexuality or gender expression, in a safe environment with like a licensed, like, teacher or professional or whatever so that they can help guide these students in a way that's safe for them so it's just i have an answer for that 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 my theory and i think this just goes into the broader conservative onslaught against public education oh um they're just making it hostile for teachers they're just making it much more difficult to be a public school period and so it's just they're pushing heavily towards privatization and charter schools. It's just part of their grand scheme to make it impossible to run a public school, in my opinion. I mean, it's clearly homophobic. It's two-pronged, but it's just it right. plays into the larger scheme. And in the broader picture, what it is is a entire societal ideology that is now in a, in a great minority but still very loud – and uh, unable to come to terms with its own demise that is now circling the wagons and attempting to educate their children because they feel like they have no ability to do that uh, because the world has moved past them. That's not our problem. It's theirs. Um, and this is their their solution continues to be to demonize and uh, make messy things that could you know help the general public uh, so they can – at least for one more generation, keep people ignorant. It's silly because it's not going to last. And they've done it before. Yes. The, the, the Prop 8 here in California a yep. couple of years yeah. back, the, the, the most effective Prop 8 ad was an ad that claimed that gays were coming for elementary school children. Yep. Like, and it, and it and that worked. goes back That's, forever. Yeah. Oh, it goes back to, it goes back to Anita Bryant in yep. the seventies. Yeah. Save our children. Obsessed with the idea that gay teachers would recruit students. It's like it, the gay panic is, it makes me so angry. Yeah. Well, that's what they say about like the whole the whole transgender situation in the bathrooms. Like they were trying to make it as if like transgender people were going in and like going to be like looking at little kids in the bathrooms. And it's like, Ugh. that's not people just want to use the fucking bathroom. Like yeah. it's really not that yeah. deep. So, yeah, there's always just going to be an agenda. Like people constantly talk about the gay agenda, but it's like that doesn't even really exist. Like it doesn't the exist. Agenda, no yeah. club. Exactly. Like the anti-gay <laughs> I've not agenda been invited. Is, like yeah, it's like the Antifa Club. Like, where's that? Like, yeah. I, don't, I still don't have my membership card. Still yeah. hasn't come you know, in the mail. Like, you know, I don't know. You know what? You know what my gay my gay, my gay agenda is. I'm gonna get the dog groomed. We're gonna go to brunch. <laughs> uh, like, it, that's the fun. gay agenda. Like, yeah. it's pretty fun if you have you come along. It's just a good time. It's, yeah, it's just a good time. Well, I'm gonna keep us moving. Um, uh, one thing I would like to say before we move forward, and this is uh, for Janine and I, the Floridians of the group, because I keep hearing this on Twitter about how we need to saw Florida off of the planet. Um, hey, <laughs> DeSantis won by 1%. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're Florida's not. Florida's still a battleground state. So. We're a battleground state. We're not this like, you know, we're not twirling banjos around here. Like it, it it's yeah. very, very close. So. Give us a break. Help us out. Move down here, progressives. We need you. Well, they're um, all moving out. I mean, yeah. not to throw shade on any of my friends, but some like most of my most progressive friends have fled to Seattle and where they're not Vermont needed. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, places that if, are. Yeah. If Disney wants to hire a bunch of new creatives down here, um, they're going to. They're, first of all, they're going to go very young because it's cheap. Yep. They're going to get them all coming right out of design school. Yep. Um, you know, and that, and those that's kids a, that don't younger audience. Listen to Ben Shapiro. 
<laughs> no. Oh, no. Boy. Which Annie. is which is why they're which is why they're not Disney's non-response on the whole thing yeah. is so aggravating. Yeah. It's so aggravating because it's like a, you have this giant LGBTQIA workforce. You are literally moving the, the, the biggest creative agency within your company, i.e. Imagineering, to, what is it, like Dora. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it's it, – it, 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 you can't pretend that those employees aren't going to contain a at least a 10% queer orientation because yeah. that's just the fact of life, right? Yeah. More than 10% for even the people that work in the theme parks. Like, there's yeah. a huge amount of people who are a part yep. of the, the LGBT community that work as cast members. Um, yeah, for sure. Well, let's go through the timeline real quick. Um, February 24th, the bill passes the Florida House. The next day, the Orlando Sentinel reports uh, – they have a report and reveals that Disney has donated money to every single sponsor and co-sponsor of the bill. Now, I that's less malicious than you think. It's capitalism. It's horrible. Um, but this is what a large corporation like Disney does. They give everybody money so everyone's happy and not does what everybody. Disney wants. Well, not everybody, but Yeah, there are some higher profile de- uh Democrats in the Florida legislature who have said that they've never received a donation from Disney. Yes. And some don't want it. And I fully yeah, agree. I think yeah. Yeah. Um it is a company town, um, and, and in this way, it sort of runs a lot of the state. On the 28th, so a couple days later, Disney's uh, LGBTQIA plus business employee resource group, so this is inside of Disney, sends a letter to I think Disney in general, the administ- not administration, you can hear my professor coming out, uh, the higher-ups, asking them to issue a public statement condemning the legislation. Okay, so that's the 28th. We go to the 3rd of March. So Disney finally releases a statement, (laughs) and it sucks. Um, To quote, uh, the statement says, The biggest impact we can have in creating a more inclusive world is through the inspiring content we produce, which is so stupid. I can't even... Uh, it's just saying we gave you Coco. Shut up. It's like, incredible. And what does that have to do with the queer community? Nothing. We gave you Black yeah. Panther. Be quiet. It's, it's like, literally an ad for Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, As always. Yeah. Horrid. So yeah. um, they're already screwing it up. March 4th. So the next day, Chapek meets with a small group of Disney LGBTQ plus leaders uh, to discuss the controversial legislation. And he says he's going to do a company email. All right. So that's the fourth. We get all the way to the seventh. So he spends days working with uh, who knows who to make this work out very poorly, but he he tries to make it work out. So he releases this company-wide email. He says this, I do not want anyone to mistake a lack of a statement for a lack of support because you know how in life uh, when you're in trouble and your friends don't say anything to help you out, you're very – you feel supportive. Um (laughs) This the worst. Uh, we all share the same goal of a more tolerant, respectful world where we may differ in the tactics to get there, where we may differ is the tactics to get there. And because the struggle is much bigger than any one bill in any one state, I believe the best way for our company to bring about lasting change is through the inspiring content we produce. So it goes back to that, the welcoming culture we create and the diverse community organizations we support. So it makes me want to pull my hair out. I literally almost threw up in my mouth reading it. Yeah. Um, The counter, of course, to this is that on Wednesday uh, of that month, or yeah, um, unidentified, so this is later. So this came out after the shareholders meeting, but I think it's important to say now. Unidentified Pixar employees released a statement that said, nearly every moment of overtly gay affection is cut at Disney's behest, regardless of when there is protest from both the creative teams and executive leadership at Pixar. Even if creating LGBTQI a plus content was the answer to fixing the discriminatory legislation in the world. We are being barred from creating it. So already <laughs> their whole response is, Oh, well, you know, we make all this great content in the showcases and, and Twitter was already like lambasting them. They're like, what you have two people kissing in the background, two lesbians kissing in the background of a star Wars movie. And you think that's enough? Like, what are you talking like about? 0.5 seconds. You don't yeah. even see them. If you're not paying attention. And, and, and again, like I, I know that the, there's bigger fish to fry when they talk about temple movies and they have to be released in China and the UAE right. and all that. Yeah. And they're showing some backbone, like they stood up for Eternals, which I think was really good. Yeah. But like, 
and you know, and there are things like the picture. What's the picture shirt with the guy and the dog? Um, uh, yeah, uh, Ouch, talking about. Ouch. which is oh, yeah, which is a mate, which is adorable and very queer, right? Mm-hmm. But again, that's that's those are the those are the that's the those are the outliers. Like like they, they what was the Owl House had a had a had mm-hmm. a major uh, queer relationship and was a a featured character and then it got canceled, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't want to say it's a conspiracy theory, but not saying anything about this bill doesn't bode well for l- later content creation that right. is more queer centric. It just doesn't. Right. He can say it all he wants. It doesn't mean their content creation is going to get any more representative. Right. Of course, at the same time, he goes on to talk about how, well, we give money to both Republicans and Democrats. Uh, and we're looking into we're going to have Jeff Morrell, which if you remember Jeff Morrell, Jeff Morrell is the man who uh, leaked all of the Guardians Galaxy news. Jeff is going to uh, take a gander a uh, at our advocacy strategy, uh, which means they're not going to do anything. Um, and of course, yeah, the last time uh, we have data about Disney, uh, they gave uh, let's see here in 2020. They gave the biggest recipient of their money was the America First Action, a Trump re-election super PAC. They gave that ten point five million dollars. Fucking so, hell! Um, right, and and you know, there's no ethical consumption under modern yeah. capitalism. Blah blah blah. We know that. We know that giving to both sides is what every company's going to do. Even the ones that rate higher in the HRC scale have donations to people we don't like. That, right. that you, that's just a fact. You right. have to swallow that. But yeah. I like what you said, Nathan. That like. Like that, a that a, a, a boycotting Disney, oh, which, which sounds noble, is 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 does less than what Chapek says their content creation does, which is like you're you're fighting capitalism with capitalism, which right. is never going to work. Yeah, and it, it will all it ever does, and, and I had some several cast members uh, retweet what I said because that's what I said, and and they said, yeah, when Disney does poorly, they cut our hours they don't it's right. not like exactly. jpeg right. gets a discount or it gets less money right so um right. yeah there's no there's no easy way through that so we have two sort of two prongs going on here we have the bill and we have the lobbying efforts that are sort of have always been there and some people are shocked and i'm like where have you been this is the disney's thing so uh march 8th that's tuesday the bill passes the florida senate um and then we have our shareholders meeting the next day um like if JPEG couldn't have done it, done this worse, um, he has a shareholder meeting the next day. So the first thing that's interesting is that the proposal um, to have Disney release a report on all their state and federal lobbying expenditures fails. 63% of shareholders don't want to know where Disney's spending their money when it comes to lobbying efforts, which is crazy to me. Um, yeah. The thing about well, Disney it's like shareholders ignorance is bliss almost, you know, I, right. yeah, that's yeah. what it is, is they know it'll only hurt. Right. Yeah. Capitalism. Shares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that's not capitalism. Help them. Yeah. Um, and then uh, JPEG says we when we donate money to different political candidates, we have no idea how they're going to vote going forward oh, in the future, on. which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So he then goes on to say we were opposed to the bill from the outset, but we chose not to take a public position on it. Um, and then he says uh, that they were focused on attempting to work behind the scenes with both sides of the aisle. Chapek then says that he spoke with uh, DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, on the phone that morning um, and that Disney is going to be signing a the human rights campaign's statement opposing such legislation in the future and pledging $5 million to uh, different LGBTQ plus causes, including the HRC. So DeSantis's office <laughs> comes back and says, Disney contacted our office today to speak with the governor. This is the first time we've ever heard from Disney about this legislation. So clearly JPEG is lying. <laughs> and like all this movements behind the scenes, you know, yeah. like so clandestine and like they really were, it was just like a spy operation. So the point where yeah. they didn't even know that it was happening, I guess. Right. Is and then, and then, and then, and then the punchline being HRC being like, fuck your blood money. Yes. No, we're not taking it. Yeah. So of course the same, literally right after that, uh, HRC comes out and says, nah, we don't want your money. Uh, maybe you should do better. And then we also, can talk about you giving us money. is nothing. Like well, I certainly just isn't 10.5 that you gave to Trump, like, in, yeah, like, but yeah, five million feels like they the HRC could like totally raise that on their own. So oh, I think Disney yeah. should have done they already way did. more. You know that this was a a great um, and this is fine. This is a great fundraising opportunity for the oh, HRC. Oh yeah, oh for um, sure. So anyway, we then have today uh, where we're taping March 10th, and the Animation Guild and its queer tag community released a statement 
um, condemning Disney's leadership. So this is, I think we can all agree, an absolute clusterfuck. Yeah. Well, the, the, the only the only shining part of it is that hearing that that the unrest amongst Disney employees across the board, yes. across every sector is at a like the, the dissatisfaction is at an all time high. Yeah. There are high level executives that are sort of backing up from JPEG. Like this is a this is a shit show, and this is gonna this is gonna do really 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 significant long term damage. And it's kind of to me the last straw with JPEG, uh, right? Yeah, I agree. I always said like I I kind of I don't like this scenario, but I, I I'm thrilled to have it because I've hated this man for years, even before he was CEO, <laughs> and and knew this this ketchup marketer was nothing and and people are like oh i don't really know anything about bob chapek and then that he does this one thing that makes everyone go oh he is like he is really dirt and it's like yeah he's not a good person he is a capitalist autom automaton uh that makes decisions that are very selfish uh and and very bubbled and he's he's not a good man and he's not Iger had his issues don't get me wrong but Iger also knew how to take a stance on things that he understood were interesting. I mean, hell, I disagree with Walt Disney like a lot, but he even knew how to take stances to things. The worst you can be is spineless, and there's nothing more that JPEG is besides spineless. He's super But I feel spineless. like that plays into his favor too, that he is a selfish piece of shit. Like that he is like a capitalist and he's a dirtbag because he's making the company money, like right. at the end of the day, and like shareholders are not gonna just like oust him because of this bill. Um and I think that he's Unfortunately, I think he's here to stay. I really do because mm -hmm. he makes money for the company. Like all his budget cuts, all of his um, little things that he's done, like they they work out for well, for everybody for, in the company. For now. For now. For now, and, yeah. And you can look at other examples of people doing that a little lower. Talk to Paul Pressler about how that works when you cut stuff forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and see how long you last. Um, I, I just don't, I, I, I agree, Sarah. I don't think tomorrow he's going to go away, but I think that, um, it's pretty hard to, you're not, you never were going to be uncle Walt and Bob Iger wore a sweater and we kind of liked it, but nobody likes this guy. Someone put on Twitter the other day where they said, um, you know, there's a problem when you walk through the magic kingdom and you hear a guest make a joke about Bob Chapek to a cast member and get, and they get a high five for it. Like that's where we're at. So when your average guest knows about him. Yeah. Or has an opinion about him. Yeah. yeah. I was there yeah. for the 50th and we were all waiting for the fireworks and all everyone did was bitch about Bob Chapek. We're talking people <laughs> that have never met each other. Just standing there. Yeah. This man does not yeah. go in front of audiences anymore because he knows he's going to get booed. He's not liked. Shareholders, and I make this point about it on Twitter, cultural um, impact matters, cultural influence matters. And Disney's going to look cheap and rich, but like stodgy and uncool. And and yeah. it, it's yeah. not a look that anybody wants. They thought, well, we're going to look progressive and unique and like here's rainbow merch. You know what? Pride Month's going to look a little awkward this year. And, yep. and yeah, I, ain't, yeah. I ain't going. No, Nobody's going. No one is. And yeah. and no one's certainly going to. Anyone who knows <laughs> you have a community that's well-informed and you have j just gave them a slap on, across the face. They're not going to show up for you. <laughs> so yeah. 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 It's something to say the least. Well, anyway, yeah. I don't want us to get all down in the dumps. Any final words on that before we move forward with our last couple items here real quickly? No. No, destroy the patriarchy. Uh, fuck, 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 DeSantis. Fuck, 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 yeah. Fuck all those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you're still here, but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. And give, you know, like if you're feeling a need, don't, don't sour up and just go on Twitter and be sad. Give money to HRC, give money to the Trevor project. Uh, there are things you can do. Yep. Um, get involved and move to Florida. Cause we need your progressive vote. Seriously. Um, and and support your friends. Live. Yeah. Support yeah. like all your friends that are in the community. Cause it's like a really, really hard time for them. It is especially it's, to be trans right now. Yeah. Especially, yeah. yeah, absolutely. For all the yeah. people that are in Texas, it's really rough. So yeah. support and your that's friends. That's coming here soon, too. I'm sure. It, you have, oh, for you, sure. You have to be go beyond being just an ally. You actually yeah. have to be a, a very, 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 very vocal ally. Yeah. yeah. And and reamplify amplify as many voices as you can. Okay. Well, Dave had to leave us because he had another meeting. Um, but we're going to continue forward. Uh, let's end uh with a couple subject matters here. A little, little brighter content. Um. 
I am, you know what, uh, Dave is going to do these, but he had a bounce, so I'm going to go ahead and just sort of talk us through these. It's a ramshackle kind of episode, ladies and gents. Um, <laughs> uh, to give you some back behind-the-scenes uh, knowledge, about an hour before uh, we recorded, poor Victoria got ill, and she couldn't make it, and Janine was already not going to be here uh, because she's just wrapped up in so much homework and I begged her to show up. Uh, so she's joined us and then Dave had a heart out with the meeting. So, uh, <laughs> and there was a static us... monster. Yeah. Static yeah. And monster. I had technical issues. So we, we, yeah. uh, uh, we're, we're here. Mess. We're tenacious. Yeah. We're but alive. we're here. And That's it's what gonna, matters. Somehow I'm going to put this together. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure how yet, but we'll find out how it all that's together. Well, anyway, uh, we've got some good stuff to finish up today. Uh, let's begin with some Disney film and TV news. We have the Muppets with a new project, and I feel like they've had several projects show up and then disappear. Um, but this looks like it's one to stay. Uh, the uh, Muppets Mayhem, which is an all-new original series starring Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, my favorite musical group of the Muppets. I, these are some, I think Dr. Teeth's my favorite Muppet. I think it's very possible. Wow. I think it's very possible. Wow. Um, I love Dr. Teeth. Um, I love Floyd. I love this crew. So they're getting their own series. Uh, I'm, I couldn't be more jazzed. Yeah, thoughts, anybody? I'm excited. Yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm really thrilled. I really love how they are leaning into the Muppets again. I feel like they were kind of given half-hearted attention you know, over yeah. the last 20 years and with the, uh, j- the, the Muppets movie, the Jason Siegel movie, I think you got to hand it to Jason Siegel. I think that he kind of dragged the Muppets back from the dead a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he, he gave it a soft <laughs> reboot. He really, he really did. I think it, it's a wonderful thing. I'm so happy. Yeah. Any good. And, and I feel like Disney plus has screwed over the Muppets the last couple of times. Not, not in the sense that the Muppet show did come out. They, they figured out the majority of the copyright issues and got the Muppet show on Disney plus, which I think is a very big thing. Yeah. Um, but they had like the Muppets now thing, which was kind of weird. And they had a Josh Gad like series that didn't mm, go. Yeah. And I don't know it's they've been all over the place with the Muppets, which is pretty par for the course for Disney. But I think but the Mayhem, Muppets haunted mansion one was really good. Yes. So good. Absolutely, I love 100%. that. And that yeah. was that felt like the return to something that I had been missing for a long time. That was when it comes to the Muppets. So my son and I made a, a fort in our living room, <laughs> and we watched that. And it's like a top ten like Aww. core memory of like that that haunted mansion. That, oh, it was so good. Now, what I really want, uh, and and this is this is this is hard to ask, but did you guys ever see? I believe the Mayhem played Bonnaroo. Did you see that footage? <laughs> I, did um, not. I think it was Bonnaroo. You can look it up, um, <laughs> and it's it's wonderful because it's the puppeteers doing uh, doing the songs, singing them live, um, and and riffing and talking to each other between sets and like doing stuff. And the audience goes bananas for the mayhem. Um, they're just so happy. And I really want to see that in a Disney park. I really want Hollywood Studios to have the Electric Mayhem play, uh, kind of like they were doing great moments in history. Over yes, Magic that was Kingdom. so good. Um, I think having the Mayhem play would be such a great, awesome thing. Um, just for we the just need more Muppet stuff, just more, more Muppet IP, in more the Muppets. So yes. <laughs> if this is a way in for people, I'm happy for it. You know what? You know what I really want. I now know what I really, 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 really want. This is <laughs> it. This is it. Um, I want Rock and Roller Coaster to be Electric Mayhem themed. Oh, <gasps> yeah. They should so do much, it. That's so much better than Aerosmith. The contract, isn't it over with Aerosmith? So that uh, they could I like... Mean, probably. Yeah, at this point. Probably change it. I don't think they that. want to put the money into it, but it, it's probably pretty easy. I mean, you just... Yeah. You don't even have to change the ride. You just change the... You, you the, literally the, record a hard video at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Change the music. I, you, yeah. I would take me... And I'm being, I have no experience. So, but it would take me like a weekend to probably make it a mayhem ride right? without changing I mean, any it's of the all just interior. like plywood cutouts with blacklight. We could just paint some Muppets in there. Yeah. Some faces. Yeah. Some, yeah. We're, we're going to become the new Imagineering team. Yeah. We're the, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're the team you bring the in Muppets for $5. Division. <laughs> Yeah, which, uh, $5 you know, Imagineering. Yeah. Is only, yeah. It, that's only about, Six fifty less than what they normally give Imagineers. So, <laughs> it's true though. So from the mayhem, we go to uh, someone else uh, trying to stave off mayhem. That's a terrible uh, transition, but we'll work for it. 
And that, of course, oh, wow. is our dear friend Obi-Wan Kenobi, who uh, is trying to keep young Luke Skywalker safe in the new Obi-Wan Kenobi teaser trailer. Um, I I think this is the series everybody's been waiting for. I think Mandalorian was a real surprise, but this is the one everyone was like, okay, like I want to see more Obi-Wan. And I think that's just the truth. I think this is, I'm yeah, jazzed. I'm jazzed. It looks so good. Yeah. And I'm so jaded on Star Wars stuff. And I did not watch Boba Fett. I barely finished Mandalorian, if I even finished it. But I am jazzed about Obi-Wan. Like, it just <laughs> looks like what Star Wars, what we've wanted, you know, yeah. it, from Star Wars for a long time. And so and it's just like a new setting. So that's what I'm excited yeah, for. We yeah, we go to a sort of a Tokyo-esque, yeah. slightly yeah. coruscant but it's not a desert the whole time, thank God. So yeah. we've had enough of that. I am excited for uh, the uh, Grand Inquisitor and some of the uh, other Inquisitors to be involved. If you've watched Rebels, um, the Grand Inquisitor plays a large role in, in that. Um, and it's great. I love seeing those kind of crossovers. And we already have Ahsoka in live action. And if I could get like some others, that'd be great. So... Um, I'm th- I'm thrilled, and I'm glad that it's. I like how they keep calling it a limited series, and we're like, yeah, we know you didn't pay like McGregor <laughs> for like three seasons. We get it. <laughs> um, I hope they don't screw over the the. I'm a little concerned about the Vader stuff, um, only because I don't know. You got to still make that New Hope dialogue work uh, mm. when he talks to to Ben um, in the Death Star, and I just hope that they can kind of toe that line fairly well i think they're going to figure it out i did realize the other day that if i'm if i'm not mistaken obi-wan doesn't know that darth vader is luke or sorry darth vader is anakin yet um he doesn't find that out i mean he leaves anakin to die on mustafar in the third movie but we don't see him sort of realize who vader is he doesn't even know who vader is at the end of that movie and then we already know that he knows everything at the beginning of New Hope. So oh, I think that's going to be one of our big reveals. Well, not to us, but for him, yeah. uh, which will be an interesting, uh, some good meaty stuff for. Uh, There's a story to be told McGregor. there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, it's nice to have old friends back. So <laughs> that's our generation. I I always kind of crap on the prequels because I think they're not great at times, but he's always, a, he's the best thing about them. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Hands down. And, yep. uh, that's good to have him back. Um, let's see here. Janine, do you want to finish this up talking to us about uh, another? I don't know how to transition this one. Um, <laughs> there's no there's no connections between Jedis and plumbers, so you're just going to have to work it. Um, <laughs> Universal Studios Orlando has – or not Orlando. Universal Studios Hollywood has some news. Yeah. We got uh, a general opening date for Super Nintendo World at Hollywood Studios not Hollywood Studios, Universal Studios, Hollywood. How, who, who's able to do that? Who can who can thread that? Not and not. I don't I'm know. bad at talking. I know talk good. I know talk um. good either. It's been a long week. Uh, Should we redo that? Or no, I don't care. This episode. This is just the way it is. We're getting towards the end. We're alive. So, ladies and gentlemen, you didn't pay a dollar for this podcast, so don't be upset. <laughs> this is what you get. Um, yeah so that will be really cool that's real soon that's a lot sooner than i thought mm -hmm. and especially i was just at uh universal studios hollywood in september Mm. and i didn't see any hint of it i don't think maybe i did they went vertical like a couple months ago but it's like it's already faded like it's the color (laughs) it's already faded (laughs) because they have so what they have like from what I've seen, like, I think I went to Universal, like, a few weeks ago. And what you can see from the escalators going down into, like, where the mummy is and stuff is, like, steel pipes um, and faded background. Like, that's yeah. that's really oh, no. it. Yeah, that's so it's... fast because I don't think I saw – I think I saw, like, a hint of it when yeah. I was there in September. But I didn't see any color or anything like that. So It that... went up pretty quickly, yeah. Like, it was just, like – And then faded just as fast. Yeah. <laughs> somehow it looks smaller yeah. than tokyo's yeah it's very it seems very small for me personally i universal studios hollywood needs something so bad it needs something new but it just kind of sucks that it's not something big i understand mm. that they don't have like the space or like the, the really, the really capacity don't. <laughs> they don't they really um don't. 
yeah i mean we have the back we have like the the tour or whatever so that's kind of nice but like it's just from even from what i've seen in the tokyo uh videos like of the land and the ride it doesn't seem that exciting to me like mm-hmm. i it, it just doesn't it feels very cheap like i i don't know something about it doesn't just like because I, I thought it would be like oh my god you have all this color you have like this really big ip that everybody knows but bringing it to life i just didn't realize it would be so bad <laughs> like i, I think don't know it, how to it's like it. it looks plasticky yeah and just because it's like that two bit and it, it's not it doesn't like, translate well it doesn't translate well like Fantasyland is all based on like cartoons, but they like made it alive. Yeah, and you can't really do that with Nintendo, or it doesn't stay Nintendo. Yeah. It just becomes these right. guys are plumbers, which I guess we're getting that movie. Um, yeah, I guess we'll yeah. <laughs> with Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah, everyone loves Chris Pratt Italian. Yeah, well, I don't know what that's about, but yeah, I, I think that's part of the issue is like taking the animated thing that's like blocky and pixelated and trying to translate Mm -hmm. that into real life and you become very aware yeah and then shoving it in like a post hollywood (laughs) yeah i mean like it's tight it's just jarring like it's a jarring area to put it in because it's like you have the um jurassic world ride and then you have the mummy and then you have transformers and then you have Super Mario World. Like it just, it just too much going. Like it just feels like what, where, what am I doing? Like yeah. it, it doesn't so, really feel yeah. complete. It doesn't feel. It, it's like they're all vaguely, except for Mummy, technology oriented. Yeah, trying to find yeah, a common thread here. I'm pulling. I'm yeah, no grasping yeah, at straws here. I don't. You're, there's no cohesion <laughs> there. It's just like a ramshackle. And the Mario. Uh... I'm, I'm trying to remember correctly, but I believe Hollywood is only getting the Mario Kart ride. I don't think it's getting the Yoshi. Um, yeah. That would make sense given the space constraints. Yes. It, it does not have the space for that. So you're only yeah. getting one ride, which I was not impressed with. And again, I guess one of those rides yeah. you have to – I truly think you have to experience that ride. I don't think you can watch it on video. I really don't. It's weird to watch on video because it's hmm. actually a slow ride that looks like it's going fast. It's very strange. Um, it's another screen ride, though, it feels yep, like. That's all it is. So it's just, it, it's not exciting. Like, it just doesn't really feel very exciting. Is it a world if it just is like one ride <laughs> and a themed pavilion? Super Mario to live in just part. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it doesn't even feel like a land. It's too small. It, it, it's too small yeah. and faded. And that's just the part that really pisses me off. I hate it. I hate it. Because <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it seems like the colors are just like Toontown. Like it's literally yeah. just like already faded because it's That's so wild. bright. Yeah, I I thought at first well, and the thing was is they're using those bit like there's a little more dimensional space in Japan, mm-hmm. um, and Hollywood the wall goes up real fast. Like there's yeah. like some it's dimensional space, steep. and then it's like yeah, right, this is just a painted wall, and you don't yeah. get that in Tokyo, and you won't get that in Epic Universe either. I think the states once again. Florida is going to it's the it's it's Disney in reverse when it comes to Universal. Florida is going to get the better stuff, and uh, you know Hollywood's going to get what it gets because of space. So, but hey, we'll see how it all turns out next year. Yeah, which is yeah, I'll go. God bless you, Universal. You're you're pushing stuff out. You know they're trying. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to take my don't... son for his high school graduation to the Tron Coaster opening is my plan. At the end, so. <laughs> you don't have a son. I don't have a son even. <laughs> Not conceived a child. No conceiving. <laughs> Haven't even begun gotta, that process. Yeah. So, oh 18 plus nine months. That's yeah. if, if I started today. I still don't think yeah. Tron will open. Yeah. But they've been – I saw um, Ashley Carter. She posted a couple pictures of them um, doing the – I think it's called like the push and pull test for the Tron coaster. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe we're getting a little bit something there. Who's, I don't know. Knows? Yeah, they had the oh, no. dolls on it, and it looked really funny to see a bunch of dolls yeah, flopped over. That's funny. <laughs> they looked ill. They were like, "Whoa!" Yeah, so yeah. much. Tron. I'm, ex- I'm so excited. I'm so excited for Tron. I just wanted to open already. <laughs> it's like the one thing I want. Um, but yeah, like if for Universal Studios Hollywood, the only thing that's keeping me going there is their pass. They have the cheapest pass, and it's twenty bucks a month, and I get to go whenever I want, and I have the express. So. It, that's like that the only great. reason I'm gonna go. Like, yeah. but other than that, you just like because we have the express pass with it. Like, I finished that park in like an hour and a half. Like, there's not <laughs> yeah. much going on. When I yeah. went, I it was my first time, and we did ev- almost everything. I think. Um, I think we were there four hours. 
Yeah. Five hours as a first time, like, gotta try to, like, do it. It's wildly small. Yeah. It's it's really small. And, like, they their food options suck. I'm I was sorry, just, this, about, just thinking that. so awful. Like, you can't. I'm in the vegetarian. Park. Yeah. It was <laughs> dire. They have they have nothing. Like it's it's yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, speaking of festivals, we had food and wine here, so that oh, oh finally, fun. yeah, not yeah. very good. Really, <laughs> some things were good. Some things were good. Not it just it was like um, they had like really all the steak options, all the beef options, amazing. Um, they didn't have a lot of like vegan options or vegetarians options this year. That's crazy. Um, yeah, because it's California. So yeah. you'd think there'd be more like and vegan in and vegetarian. 2022, like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they had like the same Impossible Burger. Um, mm. So not that many options this year, it feels like. But um, the food was okay. So it wasn't too bad. <laughs> a glowing a glowing review from Sarah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I'll okay. give a more in-depth review. I have to go back and try some of the food. But Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll, get a, we'll get a future review from you. And then Janine and I, we, we got to pop on over to flower and garden at some point um, yeah for sure and check that out as well um that's started it's already begun i believe here at epcot mm-hmm. i'm blocked yep. out for the next week but i don't want to go anyway thanks spring break uh um, oh yeah <laughs> so we'll see um well with that ladies and gents uh we have finished another glowing episode uh we are barely holding it together um, but we did our best and you know what that's all you can ask so Ratcastle is produced by yours truly, Nathan Hartman. Please consider subscribing so you don't miss another excellent episode. Uh, and tell your friends because uh, we love to push this podcast out. I had someone tell me the other day uh, that they listened and that they really loved it and they had never heard a podcast about Disney that was like ours. And, and we really appreciate that. So um, please tell your friends as well. And you can check out more about what we're up to uh, and kind of little bios about us and all sorts of stuff at Ratcastle Podcast dot podbean.com and if you want to send us a question for our mailbag segment uh, you can do that as long uh, as well as get all our links and all sorts of stuff over at bit.ly slash ratcastle and now with that please grab your belongings and exit to the left will you stop this foolishness what foolishness would you like to see will you get out of here